Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Listening to Over the Top Cycling in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. We're here with Ram rookie Robert Ferris, who we're going to be featuring uh, from interview number one today all the way through your successful finish in Annapolis. Correct, <laughs> hopefully, Rob? Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, what is it? I mean, Ram for a lot of people is kind of a long dream coming. And how long have you wanted to do this? You know, it's a funny question. I actually looked back at one of the bucket lists that I wrote about eight years ago when I was in college. Uh, I, at the time, I'd just gotten into Ironman, and um, it just really appealed to me. It's something that, you know, just kind of took my imagination and created a real big challenge for me. And uh, it's been that long. You know, it's been about eight years coming. And I've had success in Ironman distances and, and uh, the Minnesota Ram Challenge. Um, and how did you get into that? So you've been doing triathlon. Um, what was it like to stop swimming and running and focus on one sport? <laughs> it was surprisingly easy, actually. Uh, so Ironman was uh, it's an interesting challenge. Uh, it's great to uh, be multi-sport in that aspect because it's full body. But uh, the solo training and a lot of the repetition that became Ironman, I just didn't feel like there was enough challenge for me there anymore. So I ended up getting into bike racing. Uh, where I did that at Duke University during my graduate career and uh, really got into the team aspect, really got into just focusing on cycling. It quickly became my strength. Um, after I left Duke, I was kind of floating around at different teams, and uh, the Minnesota Ram Challenge popped up, and I saw that as an opportunity to get back into that ultra-endurance realm that I uh, had been missing for the past couple of years. Now, do you keep swimming and running as part of your training? Because it is whole body. I mean, uh, swimming, I think, is nothing but good for your ultra cycling. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, uh, I'll i get in the pool every once in a while uh, here in Boulder. It's uh, pretty easy because we have an outdoor pool. It's year-round. But, uh, you know, for the most part, cycling takes up enough time, and uh, I'll walk or, or jog my dog. But uh, there's enough going on there that I don't need to get into it. The extra sport I would love to add to training is Nordic skiing. Yes, actually. So I got into uh, cross-country skiing in Minnesota. So we have a set for okay, classic there you skate. Go. <laughs> and uh, just recently, I got into backcountry skiing here in Colorado. And I think that is actually even better. Uh, there's a little bit more of an excitement aspect. But there's still the adventure part of ultra-endurance cycling is just replicated with backcountry skiing. And uh, I don't think you can beat a better cardio workout than skinning up a hill with 35 pounds on your back. Um, so yeah, we'll be doing a little bit of that this winter just for, just for kicks and adventures. But, uh, most of the time we'll be on the bike. We're visiting with Robert Ferris, who has made the decision this year to race solo Ram as a rookie. Uh, <laughs> so tell us about the Minnesota Ram challenge. How did that go? 400 miles, correct? Yep. Uh, just under about 380 to be more exact, but, mm -hmm. um, 
It was. You know, uh, the, those remaining 20 miles can be a big deal. Yeah, matter. <laughs> um, so that was, uh, you know, surprisingly kind of a sudden decision. We had about a month or two before the actual event. And you did I, that I found quick. out that it was there. Um, yeah, I had been on a bike racing team, so I was sponsored by Eric's Bike Shop out in Minnesota. Uh, they are Midwestern focused between Chicago, Wisconsin, and um, Minnesota. And, you know, it was one of those things. I The weekend opened up, and uh, we had a couple of months, and I looked at my wife, and I said, hey, let's do this. And she said, hell yeah. So we uh, we signed up. I had an opportunity to do uh, a few really long rides over some weekends, some double headers, uh, how I called it. But it was very ad hoc, I'll admit. Uh, we put together the crew pretty quickly with just some local friends, um, just sitting in a car for a Saturday kind of a thing. And uh, we put together the, the food plan uh, based on my experience with Ironman training and um, just long rides in general. And uh, we just did it. You know, It was one of those things. And it, it turned out surprisingly well. Uh, we ended up winning. I was going to say, come yeah. on now, you can tell us that you won. <laughs> right. So... Uh, I was really excited. I think I made a lot of mistakes, but it turned out okay. Uh, so I was so excited on that starting line that I actually ended up going to the front of the pack, uh, within the first mile, probably. Um, I think we averaged about 24 miles an hour for the first couple of hours and then 22 for the first hundred. Uh, the teams finally caught me around 10 AM and, um, I'll admit that's when my legs started talking back to me. Uh, and then from there out, I just focused on keeping my cadence, and I ended up winning by a little over an hour, almost two, and um, almost setting the course record, and we finished within 22 hours and change kind of a thing. So. Yeah, you're the kind of guy the veterans are watching going, yeah, just let him go, yeah. and then you yeah. ride away. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if it was luck. I mean, coming from a bike racing background, I think that did favor me. Uh, pacing will be an issue when you get into longer distances, as I'm sure you know. So uh, there's some things I still need to learn about the, the long, long stuff. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those experiences that I'll never forget. So that actually fuels me for RAM when I think about all the adversity I'm going to overcome, uh, all the scenes I'm going to see, the, the natural terrain and uh, the different parts of the country. Those are the kind of things that get me up in the morning. So I think it'll be fun. So 380 miles, just going to do a little reality check. Okay. That gets you to maybe the top of Yarnell. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> yeah. you've got another nine days to ride, 10 days maybe. Um, have you, when the reality of that really sinks in, is that kind of sobering? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It actually kind of scares the crap out of me, to be honest. Good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, seriously. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's one of those things that um, doesn't let me slack off. You know, it's you think about how you start RAM, right? So it's basically 30, 40 hours of straight riding because you don't want to get caught in that desert. And basically, that means I'll probably be starting with one of the longest rides I will have done without sleep um, other than training. Ever. And that that's very sobering. And then you have, like you said, another eight to 10 days of just straight riding on top of that. So, um, yes, it's very sobering. It's very sobering. Have you been thinking about a sleep plan? What you want to do there? How many people you're going to pick on your crew? Who have you been talking to? Mm -hmm. um, I really want to get into 
the fundamentals of your race preparation now yep. and follow you throughout the whole season again through your successful finish because yeah. I'm counting on greeting you in Annapolis. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I look forward to that too, actually. So the uh, we're looking at basically we're trying to solve one problem at a time. Um, I have my training plan set up and within that I have certain blocks where I'll be focused on uh, sleep deprivation training just to know how it feels, uh, doing some longer rides, some week-long, week-and-a-half-long big camps just to see how it feels. Uh, so that was the first problem to solve. So that's underway. We've got one, my base training block uh, last month under my belt. I got the next base phase coming up. Uh, it's been coming together really well, actually, so that's good. Uh, the next one was about transportation and crew. So I have six or seven of my what I would target as eight crew members done. We also have the RV rented. So those are two big check marks, right? Yeah, thumbs up on that one. Uh, after that, we're going to start talking logistics for sleep, uh, logistics for supporting me as a rider with the two cars. So we'll have the RV and the follow car. So um, logistics for sleep for you as well as the exactly. crew. Yeah, so I'm hoping to get about an hour and a half of a straight block and then maybe one or two 10 to 15 minute cat naps during the day. That's the, that's the goal. I have to test that while I'm training. Obviously I want to see how I respond to that. So I'll have a few within those training blocks. I'll have a few days where I'll see how that goes. Um, and see if I need more. Frankly, I don't know how little sleep I can go on. So I want to make sure I'm at least comfortable with that. And then we'll get into a rhythm during Ram we will be flexible, but I want to have at least a plan in place around that. So that's going to come together over the next few months, um, where we, we, I test out the sleep part of it. Um, after that, it's nutrition, and we're putting together. I have a list of foods that I typically eat, everything from the, you know, the the drinks and the hydration to the portables that I like to eat to the junk food that I really just start craving when I get on those really long rides. So we have hey, that. You put need together. whatever calories you can get in. It's true, yeah, and that's um, I've I've been lucky with that. I have a pretty ironclad stomach. That's a good thing. Um, it is. Uh, my issue will be hydration. I sweat a lot. And uh, keeping on top of the salt balance is going to be key, especially in these longer things. We ended up doing some pretty wacky things in Minnesota, and it worked. So we'll keep that in mind for the Ram Challenge. Um, but then after that, you know, there's, there's lots of details that will fall into place. But we'll make sure we get the big ones done first. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We'll talk about that more as we go through the rest of the podcast, I suppose. What uh, are you looking at? Have you scheduled in any long rides that maybe are over 30 hours? Uh, any races that you're thinking you might prepare for early season? 
um, anything like that? Yeah, so I've been looking at the race schedule. Um, it's a bit of a challenge, especially with me and what I consider racing. It takes a lot out of me. So uh, the timing of those races are going to be kind of critical because I don't want to knock myself down too much. Um, with that, I consider these longer rides essential to understand the execution part of it and the mental challenge that will happen. So I do have some of those longer rides planned. Um, I'd prefer to do them in a group. Maybe you and I can get together sometime and go for some of those longer rides. I'm telling you, what I would really recommend is Brevet Series with Rocky Mountain Cycling Club. I mean, that gets you out to, you know, 600K rides, 370 to 375. Um, And you also have the advantage of living in Colorado. I'm wondering if you're going to do, you were talking about some of the week long blocks of going to four corners or so, and then riding the stretch over Wolf Creek pass, um, you know, heading West from the Eastern, or <laughs> that was real good heading East from the Western Colorado border. <laughs> yep, exactly. I mean, we're in, a, we're in a lucky spot here in Boulder. It's kind of like a cycling playground. So those kinds of adventure rides, um, I think we call them credit card touring that yeah, well, where you Those can actually get on the Ram route. Exactly. You know, actually I've been debating if I want to get on the Ram route or not. I am highly motivated by new courses and new roads. So I actually, you know, I can do hard rides and routes around here, uh, that aren't actually on the course and it might keep it a little bit fresh for me mentally. So I'm playing around with that, but, uh, uh, the longer rides and um, heading across the Mo- the Rockies over a week and then coming back, stuff like that, those will definitely be on the agenda. Oh, I mean, there's some amazing double yeah. century courses out of here, steep climbing gravel sections. Mm-hmm. I mean, really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to get back to nutrition and salt. What what were the things that you did in Minnesota that, <laughs> that yeah. kept you going? You know, one of my dirty little secrets is uh, when I start getting dehydrated, I start downing Pedialyte. Hard. Oh, that's a great thing. That's a great one. Um, Pedialyte, if you like the taste, you need it. If you yeah. can't stand it, <laughs> you're yeah. generally okay. Yeah. It, it's an acquired taste, you know. It's uh, When you start feeling better, I think your mind starts tricking you to think that it actually tastes good. So that's probably a good thing. But, um, yeah, we started doing the Pedialyte thing. I use Accelerade when mm-hmm. I when I can, uh, usually a thicker concentration, but that works pretty well. Um, but most of the other stuff is I stay away from those processed uh, – uh, nutrition bars like power bars and cliff bars, their dehydration process when they are, you know, selling their bars, it really actually affects your GI system because it sucks water out of your body just to digest it. So I've moved to the portables. Um, I use, you know, gluten-free breads and I rebake them with, you know, flavorful things like, you know, cinnamon and, um, so lots of Alan Lim's like recipes. From yeah, those, a lot yeah. of those actually, um, they're phenomenal and they have a lot more water content. So they're easier to digest and they go straight into the bloodstream from the, the glucose perspective. So a lot of those things worked well. And then, you know, sticking to some normal foods. I think at one point I, I, dandy, I downed a, um, a can of corn uh, just to change it up. It was just something savory that was different. So. Um, How about heat? What are you going to do to prepare for the desert? Or, I mean, you really can't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know uh, I listened to the podcast from last year and uh, they did some heat acclimatization out in the desert. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that as far as time. I do work full time. So um, I don't know if I'll have enough vacation time to handle that as well as um, all the training that I have to do. But um, 
it is a concern in general. I think uh, just having some nights where you, you don't turn on the air conditioning in the summer should do the trick for us. I think my wife will just have to bear with it. Except it's so early in the summer. It's it hard. It's it hard is. to go out there. It's intimidating, at least I feel mentally, when you're heading out to the desert and you haven't done very many rides without arm warmers, knee warmers, and a vest. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a legitimate concern, and it knocked a lot of people out last year. So uh, Last year was especially hot, though. Yeah, and hopefully we won't see that again. I don't know. We're coming on the tail end of that El Nino year. I have a feeling that it's not going to be much better. Um, and, you know, who knows? The temperatures keep going up anyway. So I don't know if it'll be better if we, even if we waited two years. So um, it is a concern. I think uh, it's one of those things we'll have to figure it out. Maybe when I was training for Kona, when I was prepping for that um, race, it's extremely hot and humid. Um, and I was coming from North Carolina, which had its climates, but it was never the same temperatures, especially with the humidity. So we did a lot of rides in uh, in full almost winter gear. Oh, you did during yeah. the heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to, you know, trick your body in a little bit and it does work. So, you know, bundling up really the biggest adaptation that you get when you get to heat acclimatization is your body's able to sweat more. So, um, keeping that in mind, you can, you can force your body to kind of, um, induce additional, um, uh, temperature regulation. Now you work full time. What do you do and how are you maintaining a family life? And uh, working in the training schedule that this requires. Yeah, so I have a wonderful wife who is also an athlete. So first off, she has a deep understanding of what um, it takes. Uh, We met through triathlon, actually. So um, we had a very serious conversation before I signed up for RAM about, you know, the time commitment. But overall, it's not it's not that much more than what I would do in my normal training cycle. So that's good. Um, and the work-life balance is something that I'm able to strike um, re- reasonably well. I'm a product manager over at Micromotion here in Boulder, so I manage um, a high-precision flow technology that we sell across industries. Um, and uh, it, it is a demanding job. It's um, hundreds of millions of dollars of sales a year, and it's one of those things that it keeps me mentally engaged. But um, the weekends are free for me to do my warrior sessions. Which and, is great. Uh, usually it means I make the weeks uh, higher intensity, shorter duration. So I have lots of intervals, Monday through Friday kind of a thing. And then I tack on the long stuff on the weekends, which seems to work for me. What was it like for you when you sent in your entry fee? Because that's kind <laughs> of the, I'm really committing to do this. It's no longer a... I hate using the word dream because it just turns into a nightmare for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's going to be a blend of that, I'm sure. Um, you know, it's actually pretty exciting. I hadn't been that giddy about clicking a button on a screen since my first Ironman registration because it was like, holy crap, I've never done something this bad before. I don't know what's going to happen. I hope I can finish kind of a feeling. And uh, it actually gets me pretty excited. I haven't had that feeling in about eight to 10 years. Um, so it makes me feel like a kid again a little bit. And I'm wondering how you're going to feel when you hit Annapolis. Yeah, I know. I know. Probably not as good. Uh, I'm just banking on, you know, not remembering half of the race and then I can just tune it all out. But, you know, even with Minnesota Ram challenge, we talk about how well it went. There was a lot of adversity there. I have gone through some serious pain, pain points with Ironman training. Uh, you don't remember those long-term. Your brain's really good at forgetting them. So, uh, you talk about the the high points usually, but I always like to say, and actually it's true for Ram, um, athletes that do Ram 
aren't pessimists. It's just by nature. You just you have to be an optimist about it. You have to be a realist in a lot of ways, but you have to be a little bit of idealist. Like, yeah, I can I can figure that out and, and I'll make it happen kind of a thing. So. And you just have to push through those low points that yeah. are going to come. Yeah. You know, I never forgot the pain. Really? You're unfortunate. Maybe Which, I'm lucky. No, it Well, then was, why do you keep signing up then? Because I remember what it was like to go through it. And so I don't want to forget that. I want to remember how bad it hurts. But so just be prepared for it. And then know I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, agree. Uh, I love the race. Love oh. it. <laughs> so it's fun to be around someone who hasn't done the event yet and just see that enthusiasm and hear the enthusiasm and really hope that you have a successful race and a great experience. Appreciate that. I'm sure we'll uh, see each other a lot out on the road and obviously through these podcasts, but it'll be a good adventure. All right. Robert Ferris, great to visit with you. Look forward to doing these regularly. Uh, We're probably going to do one or two a month leading up to March. And then in April, as your training ramps up, your preparation really ramps up. uh, We'll be doing actually close to weekly check-ins with you. Sounds great. You know, I'm local, so it's easy. All right. Over the top cycling Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.